struggle for the judges a little bit because this was a tough lineup to judge. I wouldn't have wanted to judge it. But I feel like they definitely they definitely got it right. You know, and I don't I think so. anyone there questioned it necessarily. Away we go. All right, guys, episode number 69. How many times have we recorded this? <laughs> Uh, we're back for Cutler Cast. I uh, want to give a shout out to you guys. Uh, we appreciate you so much. We got a huge response on the last one. We did an Auto Classic rundown. In the meantime, we kind of been uh, traveling a little bit. You went to Puerto Rico, and yeah, I've been uh, kind of just working on some projects here. And I think I, I don't what did know you do it, last weekend? I was here. I was here actually last weekend. Oh, that's right. You were going to go to California, but the yeah, weather the sucked. weather's been a little off. I mean, I, I shouldn't complain too much. I mean, I talked to my mom a couple of days ago and. Massachusetts, they got like 30 inches of snow. It's always like March that the weather starts to get crazy. And yeah. we were fortunate. Like, we went to Ohio, and, I mean, we've been there when the snow has been crazy. And I uh, think this Arnold was the best weather I can remember in a long it's time. It's funny. Well, you were there for Thursday, and I think it was like 70 degrees yeah, from what I heard. Awesome. I mean, it was it was a lot colder when I got yeah. there. Um, but we're actually going to talk a little bit about – I know we did a whole rundown of what we the thoughts and everything, but there's mm -hmm. been kind of an – there's been an aftermath, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, our thoughts on this because the the judging's been under a little scrutiny. See, you know, which which I don't agree with, but it's 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 tough because if you're not there in person, it is it it's totally different. Like you can look at a pitcher, and that's when someone hits their exact perfect shot. But you don't see them come out of it and see them look a certain way. And I know you're not supposed to be judging that, but judges still see this. They still see the transitions. As soon as you walk out, they see you walk out. And there's just a big difference between people watching it in person and looking at pictures and trying to judge it. It's crazy because I was a guy that when I was seen in person, I I was much better than what the pictures show. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm going to throw back to some people call my best looks was like, Oh, one Olympia versus Oh nine. But in Oh one, you know, right now, if you put me and Ronnie who won this, right. A lot of people, because of Ronnie so popular and mm -hmm. because he is recognized as like the greatest of all time in many yeah. people's eyes and like the biggest bodybuilding freak of all time. Mm -hmm. I think that. I think that people still are going to sway and they're going to vote for him, you know, looking online. But if you were there in person, you know, I was leading the prejudging by six. I mean, clearly in the judges, I was winning that contest. But I'm going to go on record and say, okay, as many of you know that follow this podcast, and once again, I want to thank you guys for your continued support. Shout out to Celsius, too, who are our sponsor for the podcast and also our choice of drinks over here. Uh, we... Uh, I thought there was the top four really, mm -hmm. in all honesty, could have been crown champion. I don't think there was anyone that clearly was head and shoulders above everyone else, yeah. okay? And that's my opinion, okay? I am not a judge. I'm not qualified to be a judge. I'm a promoter. Why are you not qualified to be a judge? Because I just don't have that ability to, to, to look – in a lineup of people, and I'm going to credit our good friend Steve Weinberger, okay? Mm -hmm. 
um, he can look at bodies. He could yeah. put 20 people on stage and he could pick like three or four immediately that are like close. Pedal, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I don't have that ability. And, and there's been this, this question on, okay, how do they judge this? Right. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is like the audience, it's very, very, it sways in a lot of different directions. Mm -hmm. And right now the online community is shouting, why didn't Nick Walker win this? He finished second. Okay. Why do you, why do you personally think he did? I'm going to get into that, but, okay. but, you know, I obviously have a relationship with Nick probably more than the other guys. Yeah. Okay. Nick, his parents used to bring him to come see me before he was even known yeah. like in this business. 2017, we met him at the yeah, so I mean, Expo. So, I mean, it's it's just, you know, I have that that mindset that he was going to win. Um, I knew Samson was coming on strong, but Nick beat him by three spots at the, I mean, he was third, he was yeah. sixth at the Olympia a few, few months prior, whatever, not even, how I many, two, two months? Three months, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we were missing the top two at the Olympia. You know, Rami obviously finished above Samson. He was fifth at the Olympia. And then you had uh, Andrew Jack, who was eighth, right? Mm -hmm. Was he eighth at the Olympia or? Yes. Somewhere around eighth. There. Okay, so... So expectations just goes to show you're automatically because you place a certain way the show prior does not mean that no, you can come in be. and win a contest. Uh, but Nick Walker, they're saying, lacked that fullness that he had at the Olympia, that illusion. Now, mm. it could come down to matchups and talk about a little bit about the matchups in your opinion. It's it's. I think I think and it's why, a bit of I, both. I went on record and thought that if Derek and Derek and Nick Walker were to go head to head at that Arnold Classic, I said Nick would beat him. Yes, based on how he looked at the Olympia. Now, I, I don't I don't agree with that based on how Nick came into this show. And yeah. Nick will argue that he was better, better condition, mm -hmm. but the overall look maybe was not as so the, impressive so the, to the, people. The first thing that I that goes through my head is I think they said he was seven or eight pounds less than the Olympia. Okay. Did he have seven or eight more pounds of fat on him at the Olympia? I would assume no. Because he was in really good shape yeah, at the he Olympia. Was, yeah. So he was third. He was third exactly. against the Exactly. It's not like it's there. not like he was way out of shape and all of a sudden he's he was crazy mm. peeled there. So where did that eight pounds come from? You know, and to me, when he walked out, you, you could were there tell on he Friday. was. Yep. And I wasn't there on Friday, guys. So I'm going to go on record to say, you know, you were there. I was kind of going by what the feedback was. I was right was. in the aisle, right. I saw center. Saturday night. And listen, Nick looked tremendous Saturday night, yes. honestly. That's why I'm saying any four guys, those four guys, I could I, I wouldn't have been mad if any one of, one of them was. So what I, what I noticed when Nick walked out, the first thing I noticed was he didn't, he looked smaller in the legs and, and kind of like just a little deflated compared to what he normally looks like. And I think what happens is when you have that little bit that you're maybe down in the legs and the shoulders and you're standing between two massive freaks Shape, that have shapely shape, guys, they, yeah. not only do they have shape, they're dramatically bigger. I think that that matchup goes against him when he's not a hundred percent across the board. His conditioning was probably a hundred percent, but him being a little bit flat made him look a lot different compared to these guys. And I think that's why he won the most muscular. 
I mean, you can still be the most muscular person and still not have the best look on a bodybuilding stage. I mean, Marcus Rule is the most muscular. Was he more muscular than you? Yeah, he was pretty muscular. But was he a better bodybuilder? Would he beat you? No, uh, I mean... You know, you can beat Rolly Winkler. Rolly yeah. Winkler won the most yeah, muscular true. many times. You know, so I think that's... I mean, that's good for Nick, but I think if Nick comes in his next show and has that same conditioning and is bursting full, now, you know, it's going to take everyone else to be 100% to beat him. Yeah, so just to go, like, I think Samson and and Andrew Jacked both have crazy shape mm-hmm. and obviously both needed, you know, conditioning in different directions. Like, I think yeah. Andrew, they say on Saturday, was a little off compared to Friday. Yes. Um, I thought he looked good. Um, then we had, you know, Samson who had the best balance, mm-hmm. but wasn't super shredded. And listen, I respect, I respect that because once again, I'm, I'm not so sure bodybuilding should be won by the most shredded guy always if they don't have the superior physique, right? Yeah. Meaning like the overflow of, you know, u- unique body yeah. parts, right? The proportions and the symmetry and whatever else. Um, but Rami looked good, dude. I, Rami looked good compared to what, and this goes to, I said it, people questioned me. I said, Rami can come back and be great. He still could win the Olympia, yes. I believe. And I kind of feel bad because, like, he improved a lot, mm-hmm. and he just was up against a hell of a lineup. I mean, honestly, I don't know if there's ever been a top four lineup like this in, since... You know, even on my, I don't even know if it's in my era there was such I a I mean, you know, I, I'm, the more I'm thinking about this, Nick getting second, like, everyone around him was massive. They're all about six and he's foot not, or and taller. he's not a small guy either. No, he's not. But, I mean, I'm just saying they have the height, Okay, the but what, is, what does Nick need to do? Is this, is this a roadblock for Nick when he goes up against guys that are shape- shapely i hate to I, I hate to say more aesthetic because they're like aesthetic mass monsters they right are. i think i mean nick we, is gonna have problems but it's not just nick hottie would have problems there Derek lunsford would have problems when you have a guy that's over six feet tall that has waist as small as the smallest waist up there and isn't really lacking body parts a good big guy is going to beat a good smaller guy so they have to be 100% when mm-hmm. these guys come to their own. The problem is nothing's guaranteed, No, right? that's right. I mean, look, if imagine if Samson's off a tiny little bit, he could fall back to 6th, 7th, 8th. But if he's 100% on, you know, same with I, I struggle for the judges a little bit because this was a tough lineup to judge. I wouldn't have wanted to judge it. But I feel like they definitely, they definitely got it right, you know, and I don't I think so. anyone there questioned it necessarily. No. I mean, unless you're just... You know, unless you're Nick's mom or whatever, mm-hmm. of course, like you always, you're always going to favor. And like I said, I'd have no problem if Nick won, but I'm going to look at it in a realistic and being on the other side now and not being on the competitive side. When you look at, you know, how they judge a bodybuilding show and you look at like a symmetry and proportion and pose, you know, you can't go pose to pose because that's like you said, it's not strictly just the posing like it's the overall look so you have to have that judge's eye to be able to scan down a line and be able to look at okay what physique stands out in my eyes that's going to that i'm going to take a liking to and there's no real explanation of a judge's decision other than like 
okay, the condition has to, it just has to flow right and just look in your eyes as this is just better than the guy next to or two places over or whatever else. And that was opinions. I'm sure, I'm sure the judging panel went back and forth like, well, he looks better on this and he looks like, it's very hard to judge. And I wouldn't want to pick that apart, but I really think Steve is so, he's so, um, experienced yeah. in watching this year been, after how year. How long has been judging like this? I, I don't know. Since I mean, we just talked 80s? about the gym, and the gym's been there like 38 years or something like that. So, I mean, he's been involved. I mean, obviously, yeah. he's, you know, he's had his hand in the industry for so long, but, like, no one's knocking the judging that the last I, few times, other than now, of course, they're shouting at Nick should have won, he got robbed, and Andrew Jack should have won, he got robbed. Rami should have got won, he got robbed, and... I feel kind of bad for Samson because Samson he won is coming into his own, right? Yes. I mean, this is the guy that we talked about, and obviously we have a guest on the podcast who favors Samson yes. a lot. Yes. And, you know, we were kind of contemplating, like, we got to see him standing. The, the showdown is when they stand next to each other, mm-hmm. and the call-outs matter. Now, the co- other co- complaint is Rami started in the center, and they pushed him to the side. And because of the Olympian, they did that, and there was that controversy, well, they pushed him out because he looked so good and people thought he was winning. Mm-hmm. I think now there's some confusion when a guy, you know, is put on the outside because they just see better bodies on the middle, you know, and if you're not experienced in watching a bodybuilding show, what they'll do is they'll, they'll use the center stage and they'll put the best bodies there and they'll spread those bodies out all the way to the outside. So whether it's a call out of five or six or even mm-hmm. seven, whatever, sometimes, you know, most of the time it's like three or four on this occasion where I think it was like four guys or five mm-hmm. guys, you know, they push the, the, the lower placing guys to the outside and then obviously compare the top two back and forth. But most of the time they rotate them in and out. The question I have for you, because they were, I thought there were four guys that were very comparable mm-hmm. Do you feel each one of them got a fair shake with the callouts on Friday night? Because I I wasn't there. I I don't want to say yes or no because it's not. I, I know, but I I think was it wasn't rushed, was it? It wasn't rushed, but I do think Rami should have got put in the middle. At the end of the day, he's the most decorated person on that stage. And I was just going to ask you that. Who yeah, was he? Is I mean, he's got two. Who do you think wins. is the second most decorated? Clarita? William Bonnick. Oh, true. Well, well, no, yeah. Clarita is pretty de- recognized. Yeah, two I mean, time, he's got two times, two twelve Olympia, but you know, Bonnick's won two Arnold's, and he's gotten second at the Open Olympia. Um, I mean, you could say Clarita or Bonnick. Bonnick didn't even get a shot there. Clarita didn't get a shot. Like rotated with those four towards the end. He and did. listen, like uh, Clarita looked amazing. Yeah, uh, uh, Akeem looked great. He, Akeem looked, looked yeah, great. I was, I was, Akeem, for a long time, he'd come in a little bit off. Or, I mean, but Bonnick's been second in the show, dude. Yeah. Like, what? I don't, I don't know Did what it is. Did he just get lost because of the, he may have, the size, or? He may have. I, I don't, I don't know the, because we, yeah, so, so we didn't, so I'm asking you because you didn't, guys. I know, but you, did you notice? Like, nah, I mean, did you pay attention to I know, I No, I did. It just, Bonnick wasn't, he just didn't look like he had what it took to be in that top four. I don't know what it is, but he doesn't, he didn't have that pop that, that. Why, would put why do there. you think there's so much controversy with Nick Walker? Do you think he's just a very popular bodybuilder yes. right now? Yes. Nick, Nick is extremely popular. He's a young guy. He's charismatic. He's, he's outspoken. He's, you know, he's on social media. He comments back to people. He answers questions. He's a fan favorite. And 
a lot of people assume, just like anything else, they see his journey going from he turns pro, goes to Chicago, didn't do as good as he wanted to, and then New York, that's a step up, he wins. And he goes to the Arnold, wins. And he goes to Olympia, top five. Then he takes the time off, Olympia, top three. So they probably anticipated him keep moving up, but that's not always how bodybuilding works. As you're moving up, there's other guys that are improving too, and they could leapfrog you. And when I look back at the Olympia, you could have made an argument that Samson could have been in the top three at the Olympia. If you're, if you're not talking about conditioning, just from shape, balance, structure, the whole nine. So him coming up there now being compared next to Nick, which he wasn't at the Olympia, now you, now you can see why he could move into that. Do you feel Nick Walker can ever win the Mr. Olympia contest? He's a guy that can, but I don't think he can win it on his own accord. Okay, so if you're saying, can he max his body out to be dominant over anyone no matter what is can he be in a phil heath so. or a ronnie coleman position or i don't i don't think he can because ronnie coleman didn't have like any type of uh i don't want to say a flaw but the structure's the limited because right? of his height to his height and, ratio, you know he's right? got a longer torso and that he's gonna have to always be a hundred percent just like dexter would would dexter have you know, win the Olympia if he was 100% and everyone else's? No. But if people are I gave, off... I, gave, I said I gave the title to Dexter. Yeah, but, but I mean, so if Nick's he 100... Great. He did. If, if Nick's 100% and some of these guys are off, he can beat them. But if Nick's 100%, let's just say Nick is 100%, Derek's 100%, Hottie's 100%, Samson is, Andrew is, where does he place? Uh, Nick Walker at the Arnold versus Derek Lunsford at the Olympia, who wins? This bot does this body beat Derek Lunsford? I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't think if it would have been those two, I don't think so. But then the other question is, Derek's strength is from the back, but Nick is really good from the back Nick too. Nick was really good. From He's the really back. good from the back. So it almost it might come close to canceling each other out. If I could ask you any flaw of, of Samson's physique, why these? online people think that it was Nick's contest is it solely conditioning or do you feel like I think he's not freaky enough in in the fans eyes to beat a Nick Walker I don't know that answer because Samson's as freaky as it gets you're not 290 pounds on stage and not an absolute freak do you think it's okay that they compare him to Lee Haney no I mean, you look, you're comparing a guy to an eight-time Mr. Olympia has a one Yeah, but, Olympia but I mean, you know, he's 30, 30 I, I, 40 pounds I, bigger I, than I me, hate, too. I hate the comparisons of the, no, of the past it's to just the present. Different. It's just a different The era. lighting's different. The, the lighting's the, different. The expectations the tra- the are different. The training was different. And, yes. and listen, guys can say the drugs. It's just, you know what it is? It's the food, the nutrition aspect is way different, right? It, I don't like it when, and I said this about Nick, too, where, People put this pressure, these expectations, and it's like, just let these guys just go do what they do. So if someone's comparing him to I know, Lee Haney, it's like, I know, but we, we, had, uh, we had this talk about basketball and the GOAT, yeah. right? The old versus the it, new it, No, it's, it's, it, it's the same thing. Like, like, I can argue what I think, but at the end of the day, you can't compare eras. You can't. Unless you put people in live in person and the same lighting the same this the same that you don't know it's a great argument it's fun fun to to talk about it but you you're you can't like you just can't do that and i feel bad that like 
Samson is going to get this pressure. They're like, they're comparing to Lee Haney. It's like, man, dude, Lee, he's one of the best of all time. I'm not saying that Samson can't become that, but let him enjoy his win and take some downtime. I saw he got married, so congratulations to him. Let him go get maybe a cheat meal for like a week. Just go enjoy week. life. He's got some time off. I know, now. but then then let him just go. Don't put any expectations. What, what could you What could you say to Rami right now? Because you know, obviously, there's been pushback also from his fans that he didn't get a fair look, or he where what direction does Rami go? What does Rami need to do to make the improvement? Now he's qualified for the Olympia, mm-hmm. no matter what, so he for doesn't life. have to do another show. So he can literally prepare for November pretty easily if i were him i would and i'm not no expert or anything by any means but it just i noticed from the back and the side he looked crazy from the front the you know the legs looked a little bit not as detailed detailed as they were in the past are they too big they looked they look bigger that now at this arnold than i've seen in a long time he probably just needs it you know just take your foot off the gas for a little bit same thing like Go take the family out on a vacation. Can he, just put, get away. Can he push that Olympia lineup? Though? Of course he can. Mm-hmm. He still look. Go look at him. You know, go look at who beats him from the side. Do you think Samson be- gains the most momentum from this show, yes. or do you feel Andrew Jack is right there too? Samson's going to gain the most because he won. In my eyes, he's the front runner at the Olympia. Whoever won, wins the Arnold is a front runner. Because you just like, let's say after the Olympia, Hottie's the champ, second place is a front runner. Whoever wins the Arnold, to me, is always the front runner because they've won the next biggest show. They won it. It wasn't a second. They won it. And the person who gets second at the Olympia could get first or they could get, how many guys have gotten second and then got third or fourth afterwards? So Samson won a major show. So he got a ton of momentum. I think Andrew got as much maybe talk about him as the potential that people see, because when I look at Andrew, I almost kind of see a, if anyone had the potential to make a run like Ronnie did, mm-hmm. I would say it's Andrew because he has that structure that no one else has. He's got the width. He's got the itty bitty waist. He's probably got one of the best abs and thighs ever. So imagine if his legs come up a little bit and Aceto's going to figure out how to dial him in. And he just puts a little more size on, He's a serious problem at whatever show he does. Who's the most dangerous guy, you think, besides Hottie? I mean, Hottie Chupin's obviously the most dangerous. Right? I mean, Nick, I mean, I was going to say, Derek is obviously as dangerous as it yeah. gets. I mean, he just got second in his first, you know, Olympia. Um, what do you think he was thinking watching the show? I don't know. I really he don't. He must be kind of like, kind of relaxed on the outside and not dealing with any of this controversy because... Whether he won or lost, he'd have to deal with a lot, you know. I think, so maybe he's smarter I'm gonna, than I'm gonna, everyone I'm gonna say thinks. This, I'm, I'm gonna, what I'm going to say here is probably different what other people are thinking. I would think he would have preferred a Nick to win because he's more comparable to Nick. Because, but now when these big guys are coming up, there's nothing he can do with a big guy that has shape like him. He could, you know what I mean? It's kind of like these guys coming in now, they're not there yet. Obviously, Derek or Derek is there right now. He's knocking on the door. I right think now. Derek outshapes these guys, though. To be honest, but does he outshape Andrew? I don't. Yes, still right now he's more dense. He has more density. I feel. Yeah, 
I mean, these two 12 guys are coming up yeah. like crazy. Well, I mean, of course, I mean, when you're shorter, you it's you can compact it in a lot more. Derek is, I mean, look, Derek is, he could very well win the what Olympia. What happens if they get rid of the 212 and then all of a sudden, like, the guys are forced to go into the open shows? What what do we have? What are we going to run into with these guys? <laughs> I, I this think. Antonio Burton's coming up. We've seen him. I mean, there's so many great bodybuilders. I mean, like the list goes on and on. Like how many? Guys I still can think jump in these two twelve still has its place for me. I think so because not everybody can push that envelope beyond two twelve. Some people that's their max. Like look at a Clarita. I mean he's what in the one eighties. I mean he's still got twenty pounds he can grow. There's a lot of guys. Like what did Sister Nino compete at? Low two hundreds. I don't know. You know, if there wasn't a 212, some of these guys might not have had a a long-lasting career. So not everybody is going to be a Derek Lunsford or a Hottie or some of these other guys that can move up and be 230 or 240 on stage. Some of these other people coming up that that turn pro, 212 is as high as they can go. And and I think it's good that there's a place for them. If you're a lightweight or a middleweight at the USA's or or Nationals and you turn pro, you see there's a spot where you can go shine. Not everyone has the genetic structure to step up into the open Olympia. So I think, uh, I think they'll keep it there. And there, look, I mean, think of how many guys compete in 212 shows around the world and how many actually jumped up and made an impact, you know, five or six. That's a small, you know, a percent. Oh, many won't take the step. I mean, I mean, look at the classic physique and, you know, the talk about, hey, Chris might go into an open show. How would Chris do standing next to Samson? You know what? And, I and would Andrew. love to see it. I, I mean, people They're the same thought, height. Do you remember I spoke about this and I mm-hmm. said, you know, Chris about moving to open. Everyone mm-hmm. thought I was absolutely crazy. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's like it's a talk right now. Like there's yeah. a possibility before the end of his career. I don't. You know, I don't know how much Chris weighs on stage. I've never. I, who knows? If, upper two thirty. I mean, if he if he didn't, maybe he's at a weight limit. I don't. We don't know because I think his really weight limit up. is two forty. Okay, well, I mean, I think, I think he, remember, he came as a bodybuilder. Like, mm-hmm. Classic was just something that he yeah. fell into just by opportunity. So the question would be, if, if Chris stood next to guys that are his height, he's like, I think 6'1", so if he stood between six, a Samson yeah. and an Andrew. I mean, they're going to out-muscle him right now just yeah. because, listen, he's, he's yeah. following a protocol of divisional, like, whatever yeah. they're supposed to be, right, for Classic. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's really, it's it'd be fun know, to see. We talk about all these divisions, like, you know, the Mr. Olympia, like we used to talk about the Mr. Olympia and Weeder, you know, Joe Weeder started this, this Mr. Olympia. It was a show for the elite. Right. Mm-hmm. And now of course they come up with the classic Mr. Olympia, the two twelve mm-hmm. Mr. Olympia. Um, you know, the Miss Olympia always been at, but you know, you have the Miss Olympia bikini fitness, figure, bikini. Yeah. Like women's uh, physique, yeah. women's physique. Now it's what I guess Miss Olympia Wellness is that yeah the thing or yeah well, well I mean if, if if there's a, a division at the Olympia there's going to be a champion yeah so in that division um it's a little confusing for a lot of people at this point because I, I know a lot of people right now they you know they don't know you know the Mister Olympia you know Chris is so popular right he's mm-hmm. become oh that's Mister Olympia right especially with the younger generation. Mm-hmm. They don't really, uh, they don't separate the divisions as much as, you know, they had in the past mm-hmm. because now it's opened up so many and there's so much opportunity. Like they're all qualifying for an Olympia title. Yes. 
So they try to differentiate from what it is. But now you have all these guys crossing over Mm -hmm. into divisions and you have a former Olympia champion in that division Mm -hmm. crossing into divisions. I mean, how do you feel about it? As far as what? Like, Like, I mean, do you think the Olympia, I mean, how many more division divisional classes can they come up with for this? I mean, I don't know how many more classes. Uh, I did see they, they put up, I think it is confusing because the Olympia up until recently never put it out there that there's one Mr. Olympia. I mean, they give a Sandow trophy for, I, I don't have the Sandows. Yeah. They, they have a Sandow trophy for the Mr. The Mr. What Olympia. Is, what does 212 get, a, a cup? Or, it's like a, it's, or they I, get a trophy now? I, I, think it, I thought it was a big. What does the classic physique get? They get a, a different type of trophy, I think. So they have different different I think, things. I so, think the I, San, so the Sandow Trophy is like the signature. The problem is, is like people don't know what, like they know the trophy, what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And the problem is they changed the damn trophy. Yeah. So Phil Heath won he got the, the gold, gold one. And it's big, big and it's all bigger now, right? They're so all if bigger. you look at the ones in my office. You got the little tiny ones. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but still, I'm one of the. You're one I'm of 17. One of, is it 17 I winners? So. And I yeah. have four. And uh, it's so funny when those things go online and mm-hmm. they've been like auctioned before on eBay or whatever. They're like, Jay, did you sell your Sandow? I'm like, you crazy. <laughs> How much do you think a Sandow is actually like, what is, what is the I mean, value? I don't know. I mean, I mean, they only make. Is it like a Super the Bowl? One. Is it like a Super Bowl ring? Or more, uh, To me, it's more. Well, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, Super no, Bowl has, has real it, yeah. gold and diamonds. Course, but, yeah. but there's 50 or 60 of yes, them on a team too. to where there's only one per year. And from what I understand, everyone's unique. Everyone's unique. So, Do you think of the classic division? And I'm going to speak on classic because I feel like that's the ever-growing division. Yeah. Um, do you feel it's ever going to get to that status where, you know, they're saying, well, they should convert open versus... No. Classic. That'll never happen because classic is made with restrictions. Anytime a division has restrictions, it's not going to get looked at as the same as the one that has no restrictions. You know, so I, I, I just don't, I just don't ever see that. Do happening. You, um, you know, classics got been under a little scrutiny because, you know, the height, it seems like every show they height and weight people in and it seems to measure different or. <sighs> It's tough for these guys. I mean, I are they, they going to have to adjust the weight classes? Is the question. I mean, the, I heard them so, saying the weight seemed to be higher. And I'm going. Well, well, you have the you have the two o two Olympia went to two twelve two twelve, and it stayed there. And you've seen guys walk away because they can't they can't make the uh, Flex Lewis and Hardy and Derek Lunsford. Right. Yeah. I mean, we didn't see a Derek Lunsford even at his best because he was limited. Yeah. Now we're seeing him coming into his own. I mean, mm-hmm. can you imagine what this year is going to look like? I mean. He may yeah. smoke everyone off the he stage. He, you know? he could. He could show up and made insane improvements that he's never made before, and he could blow everyone off the stage. That's a real possibility. So he won one two twelve, and he walked away. And he'd never done another show since. What does that tell you about that? Like he wanted, he wants that open class. Is yeah. he that competitive? Is the question. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming so because he does the work. You know, he does the work. You know, he does the training. I mean, no. look at Clarita. Clarita had has big balls, man. <laughs> he he stood next to to, to Rami, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, and held his yeah, held, he held his, his damn own. own. Hey, no, I mean, I mean, I I love seeing it because Clarita was that guy that just smiled all these years, no matter what anyone said, and he's okay, and he just 
kept you know what you know what's great though he did not even come close to embarrassing himself no. like people are like he no, was, he beat other guys on stage and we're talking about he him beat like yeah Bonick how crazy second is that? at the open and won two arnolds yeah, yeah he beat bonnick and, and, and bonnick was no not bad well, yeah, yeah i mean yeah these guys aren't not great what do you, what do you, what do you think um where with the confusion with people not knowing who Mr. Olympia is, what do you think they could do to help get rid of that confusion? I mean, it's just, it's who I hate to say it. We're all kind of self-promoted now. Mm-hmm. And Chris is, seems to do the best job of everyone. Yeah. So I'd understand like the younger generation when you say that's Mr. Olympia <clears throat> and Chris doesn't, you know what the funny thing is? Chris is Chris Bumstead. Yeah. He's just, he's yeah. not, he's not, he doesn't say I'm Mr. Olympia or I don't even think he, like if he was to sign something, you, he doesn't sign classic physique, Mr. You Olympia. Know, you know he the, signs the C-bomb the thing. C-bomb, and, yeah. you know, you have to respect that because it's like the Kai Green or Phil Heath or myself, Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman. Like we do put our, our titles because I yeah. think it's kind of like handed down. Mm-hmm. But I don't think like he's, oh, he has to introduce himself and say, um, this is how people should know me. He's, no, well, he's just so himself. well known. Yes. Yeah. So I think the only other person that's like that, Dana Lynn's like that. Mm-hmm. She never, she, you of don't course, see anywhere. Dana it Lynn says, Bailey, yeah. She so, just says, I'm DLB. So I think, you know, it's all about experience and growing your personal brand mm-hmm. to the point where this platform was a huge stepping stone for you, but you eventually become like I'm known as Jay and Arnold's known as Arnold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ronnie's known as Ronnie. You don't even have to say like the last name. You know you've made it when you're to that yeah. point, right? Yeah. So I feel like that's going to come with experience, notoriety, getting out there, pumping your social media, interacting with the fans. I mean, mm-hmm. this is you see what Derek's doing now. Derek's grooming himself to become the next because he he's starting to travel a lot and he's doing the media and you know, he's very, very aware of how to handle. Yeah. And this is what I expect Samson to, I mean, no one else is called Samson, right? Such a power, yeah. such yeah. a powerful name, right? Uh, like he can just get out there and kind of promote him own, his own self now. And, and, you know, once you win that title, I mean, that's the thing is the Mr. O, like we can sign Mr. O and you know, it's like yeah, the big title. There is The other guys aren't signing that. I don't think anyone, you know, even whether it's like Aaron Banks, I don't think he's, signing Mr. I don't o. think anyone signs Mr. O because it's 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 a respectful thing towards the, the Sandow winners at probably. the end of the day there's one Mr. Olympia and there's one Miss Olympia the other divisions are you are the Olympia champion at Olympia Divisional. weekend in your division yes but you are in a division that has restrictions it's not wide open you know I, I've, I've I've had this conversation with people like for example the fastest man in the world is the guy who wins the hundred meters you can go win the 200, you can go win the 400, the mile, doesn't matter. The 100 is the fastest. Same thing if you go to the USAs here. If you win the overall at the USAs, you are Mr. USA. Yeah, but I, I could see like boxing has the divisions in different like but they levels. but they but they never had a So you can say world division. champion. Yeah, they never yes. had one and then it's, you know, but there's the a lot of did. things like that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, mean it's, it's like the like Super Bowl champions da 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 da. Could have been from four years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like this year, I mean, obviously the Chiefs are the champs, right? Yeah. But but that's but, but if you win the you Super say, Bowl, you are a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, you won the, the Super Bowl. You didn't win a, a 
a division that was a little different from the Super Bowl. I, I think it's a broad range. Until people understood the business, I think there's, you know, it's just more, and maybe, they have to have what? more maybe, knowledge. Maybe maybe the Olympia should do that and put it out there and say, look, these are the different divisions. This is the, the title that this person wins. Mm -hmm. If you win classic, you are the classic physique Olympia champion. If you I, I win think they, I think they do that, though. I think, yeah. you know, they kind of spread it out and they give each one publicity, but... When it's kind of like each divisional champ is self-promoting themselves, yeah. they are in charge of promoting the That's the thing that's on their shoulders, right? Yeah. You don't realize it, but when you yeah. win a title, like you, that is your title for the year yeah. to promote and do everything you can to kind of go hand in hand. You can self-promote yourself, but at the same time, like you're carrying the division. You're setting yeah. that standard for it, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I always, I'll always tell some of the other guys when they, they have this conversation about you know, who has what title. Mm -hmm. I always say, it's very simple. You want to be called Mr. Olympia? Just go beat Hottie Chupin. <laughs> I can't wait to see the showdown. But <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about uh, our month coming up. So okay. let's let's fast forward to April because, you so know, the I'm first, here. So the, the first week of April the is... Jay Cutler Desert Classic. That's here the one at the here South in Point. Yes. Yep. So you have the Jay Cutler Desert Classic. The following week, we have Cologne, Germany for FIBO. 14th through the 16th. For, for people that don't know, FIBO's probably the largest, I shouldn't say probably, it is the largest fitness expo in the world. I, I love the comment the other day. We have a WhatsApp group with our with mm -hmm. our German team over there. Yeah. And so I don't know what they said. What they say something in he said, Hey, we need to get this done because I I mean it's it's one it's a it's big the largest expo. and he goes, It's the largest expo in yeah. Europe. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's the largest in the world. <laughs> yeah. It's not the largest in, in just in Europe. He goes, Well, that's even better. He <laughs> it says. is yeah. because for those people who have never been to FIBO, and maybe we'll do some behind the scenes mm -hmm. this year. FIBO is ridiculously It's seven busy. halls. Yes. So you have some are two stories. I mean, you have Arnold Classic and Olympia as one hall. Yes. And then <laughs> you know? so like I remember the first time I remember the first time I went into FIBO and you go through the front and Phil Heath and I went and we go through the front and you you get to the front and there's escalators that go up and mm -hmm. escalators that go down. But we went upstairs. So you get upstairs and there's a sea of people as far as the eye can see. And you can't move. There's tens of thousands of people. Well, after he was there, I kind of just wandered and I went to go downstairs and you go downstairs and there's just as many people. And you realize that's just one building and there's seven halls. So it's, it's probably, you know, it, in all honesty, it's bigger than the Arnold Olympia combined mm -hmm. and probably the LA Fit Expo, all of the three combined. So it just, every time we go there, it's always a pain in the ass because it's not in a major city. So you can't just go fly to here to there. There's no flights from America that go to Cologne. So you have to have some type of layover in Europe to get Unless there. we fire up the G650. Well, dude, you won't pay for that. So, <laughs> but Or you can fly into Frankfurt, yeah. in which I did the first time, and you think, oh, you know, I'll save some money. But That's you don't realize is, yeah. you get your bags, and then the train station is attached, but it's about a quarter-mile walk. So you got to walk your bags. And imagine if you got two bags, backpack, boxes, you get them to the train, and this train goes like 200 miles an hour to Cologne, but there's no place to put your bags. So get you get on there, there and you have to like sit on your bags or, or find a seat, put your bags in a seat and then stand up and hold a rail for an hour and a half to get there. So we got the, we got FIBO coming up and I'm sure there'll be a lot of big names there like there is every year. And then you have world's strongest man. The right? weekend after I get the world's strongest man, it's Brian Shaw's last uh, world's strongest man. And there's, I just, there's no way I can miss that because 
I've been watching him even before I worked with mm-hmm. him and he became a friend of mine. I watched him on ESPN like 15 years ago. And for him to hang him up and for him to say it up front, because the last couple of years he'd always say, I don't know if I'm going to do it. But for him to, like we spoke the other night and he said, I'm done. I know I'm done. It's time. So when you fin- when you come home, are you going to spill the beans on the podcast that Wednesday and say who won? Or? Of course. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, sure, after Brian wins, he'll <laughs> yeah. post his picture up. Yeah. What are they going to do? He's okay. I, know. I, I thought they kind of keep it on wraps. <laughs> they they don't television. let you film anything. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. And then I have my Cutler event in Massachusetts, yeah. in Lynn, Massachusetts. Yep. I'll be yeah, out there for that. Well, Jim then, Hub is our main sponsor. Shout out to Jim Hub. Big Nate out there, who's actually competing in May in the uh, 212 at the uh, New York Pro, you know. You know, Nate that owns the gym. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, I think it's the. I think it's May. It's usually the. I think it's the eighth. I no. Is it the weekend right after Pittsburgh? No, usually it's a week apart. Pittsburgh's the thirteenth, so maybe it's the next week. I have to look at the date, but I I actually, I've actually from. uh, Well, they don't have open men at uh, or any. I think they just have physique and classic at uh, Pittsburgh. I don't think they have. They don't have open men. So then, so then whoever's doing it doesn't have to, they could spend a couple days there and then go straight to New York. Mm-hmm. Otherwise before you'd fly home and then wait. Eight, yeah. Nine I think days it's the next week back. after. Yeah. So, so, but yeah. And then we have Carlos uh, Thomas jr. Is doing his pro debut there. Oh, is he? Yeah. Wow. I haven't, I'm I excited just to saw see him, him on stage. Yeah. I, I saw him and his dad out. In, it's uh, been about, about a year since a year yeah, and a half. Yeah. He's, okay. This was his show. He picked to do it. And are you going to go to New York pro? I would like to check it out. Yeah. I mean, okay. that's always, I, I, I don't mind going there in May. It's the weather's great. I mean, a lot of good memories going to New York and, uh, you know what that time, means? Steve. That means it's going to be horrible weather now because of you. No, it's going to be great. It's I, I want to go out and train at Steve's. He's got a bunch of new equipment that that's just right. landed there from, uh, new tech, our friends. Yeah. Yeah. Did it, did he, did it all get there yet? I know he said yesterday it got delivered. So on Wednesday he told me it was coming. So I need to follow up so and maybe, see if he fit at all. He said he had a lot of pieces come in. That so just, that means, that means they're going to be out in I the mean, parking lot. I think, no, well, I, <laughs> I mean, Jim, he's losing, losing, you know, he's got so much equipment there, bro. He's yeah. got, he's going to definitely like, he may surpass even the question mark of like what the real Mecca is. Of course. Now. So can, is there any way, and I've never asked him this. So I know like there's a building there. Is there any way he can like, I don't think he get can space. Ex- I don't think he can expand dude. The parking's tough there. I think even, you know, he's got such a. No, but like, isn't there like a business base. next door? Could oh, I don't like know. I think he's already, the wall I think he's already expanded as much as possible, but. We actually need to go out there and do a remote podcast at his we place. Do, we'll I think that would be awesome. Yeah, do a podcast in his office. That'd be with all the cool. historical stuff. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff. He has more memorabilia than I do in my office. All right, let's go over a few questions because I know we had some fan questions here. We wanted to try to do this each okay. week. So, if you guys have any questions, please comment below. But please comment also about what we talked about today. Uh, do you feel? Um, you know, all how right. do you feel about this? So uh, the, the first question is: Do you? Have any new Cutler Nutrition products coming I do. Out? I do, actually. Hold on a second. I, uh, I actually had them here. You did? So what? Uh, no, I got to kill space. Should I tell uh, jokes? I can I do my version of Chickarillo now? I'm trying to kill time. I don't think you guys can read the label, so this is, this is kind of... All right, so we have... Uh, that looks like, like we a have white a stim- container. Yeah, I know. A, stim- <laughs> a stim-free burner. This is okay. actually a blackberry lemonade flavor. That's coming out. We have the... Tropical Mango Greens. This is actually coming. Uh, so we have a greens product. We have a Generate, which is the aminos, essential aminos, branch chain aminos. This is in a blue raspberry flavor. And we have a Tropical Punch Prevail, which is my number one selling pre-workout. The number one Didn't you say pre-workout. you had some greens coming out too? Yeah, I said it. Yeah, oh, the okay. greens. I had right, uh, 
We trying we to get healthy now, fit for fifty. Greens. Well, I'm doing fit for fifty. Yes. I, you know, what? tons of tons of stuff. We have a ton of we have a protein flavor. I'm going to say monster cookie that's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Someone told me I need to do the fit for fifty with you, so I'm not mm-hmm. so fat. Well, you're fit for forty five. When are you going to be forty five? Right after you turn fifty. October. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's what's next. Then I guys. won't be a fat slob anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this is like PG. This <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that's that is fat slob is is PG. I didn't swear. They won't. Yeah, YouTube. You can't demonetize me. I didn't cuss. Um, where on earth have you never traveled to, or would you like to go to? That's a good question. Perump. <laughs> what about Mesquite? <laughs> <laughs> I want to remember, let's take a road trip to Mesquite. Um, you know, dude, I, I'm I'm a I'm a hermit. Really, I, I don't like to travel. You're a pretty boring lot. person. Yeah, you're more boring than I no, am. And I'm not, as boring as no. It gets. It's not. It's not that I'm boring. I'm just comfortable with. Guess who with just texted me? What I'm created? Who? Trend. Oh no. <laughs> 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 the Natty Podcast. <laughs> he said he's coming on yeah. next week. Okay, so so I used to say Thailand or Bali, but I'm not sure if that's necessary on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that's there now, and he says Thailand was great, Bali was so-so. And it's just a long trip for me. I know you have more bucket list places than I yeah, do. Yeah, but, but if you I go I mean, to, you just went to Puerto Rico for the first time, and you thought yeah, that was great, right? Yeah, I, mean, I could go back there. I'll get a house there and only pay 3% taxes. <laughs> no, it's 4%, actually. <laughs> I'll, I'll, pay, <laughs> I'll, I'll find a way to get it 3 Um Yeah, but it's not as far as you think. When we go to the Middle East, it's further than Thailand. I know, but... Because you can go from L.A. nonstop to Singapore, but I have and a Singapore's gr- on the I other side. I have a great reason to go to those places. If I was to go bucket list, I know... I get just get really bored easy, man. I don't like to relax, if that makes sense. I'm the same way, but you, you know have, what? I guess you have to learn, but like my relaxation is really sad, is like working out. Like that's my then you brain can go shut work off. out in Thailand. But I don't, this whole meditation thing, like then I you won't meditate take by gear. walking. Yeah, yeah. There. <laughs> um, I just, you know, dude, I, I just, uh, I'm content with where I've gone and what I've seen. Let's put it you that are? way. Yeah. See, I have all kinds of spots from Antarctica to. I want to go to Easter Island. Um, I want to go back to Jordan. I was actually messaging Anwan because uh, Hunter and Lee are there right now. And he he sent me a picture of them. Um, I want to go see Petra. I want to go see like historical stuff. And, you know, I mean, I don't don't care about monetary stuff like a lot of people. I don't care about material stuff. I'm more about the experience. And there's like the first time I saw the Great Wall of China was just like overwhelming mm-hmm. um the first time i went to northern alaska just where you know there's no there's no there's nothing there it's just raw nature you can almost just kind of you can almost hear and feel the energy and the, we went and saw the pyramids this last year and there's just there's little things that i want to see around the world that i'm not a big fan of looking at something online and being content with that i want to see it in person i understand you know? that like i remember it's kind of a little bit of a shorter, long story. I always wanted to go see the Acropolis in uh, Greece. I've been to Greece I've three been, times. Yeah. I've been, yeah. So the first time I went, we got in there, and I you know, got up early, went down there to go see the Acropolis, and it was closed that day. I'm like, what They the? were doing always construction. Yeah, how, the, what the, how does this close? So about a year later, I come back, and I'm all excited. I'm like, I'm going to go see the Acropolis, and it's raining. So they don't open. So fast forward two more years, I come back and I'm looking on the weather and I'm like, 
there's no weather problems. It's open. I'm all pumped up. I walk down the hill. I get down there. Somebody called in a, the B word threat and they shut it down. So there was like people all over the place. And I'm like, what the, so three times I just wanted to see the Acropolis. So now I'm done. Yeah, I got to see all those amazing. But like, I wanted to see it. And I, I wanted to, to touch it. I and watch the it. sunsets. And, mm-hmm. you know, I went to Peru and I toured all through. I've been every, like, I drove through the country. The most beautiful scenery I've seen is driving through Germany into Austria. And I mm-hmm. got to visit, you know, Arnold's home. And mm-hmm. But just that scenery was, and I got to actually sit and watch because I had a driver at the time. And, like, we've seen some amazing stuff to be able to, to travel to. I mean, I remember going to Dubai in 2008. Everyone's like, you're going to be blown away by what's there and i mean obviously they were building the tallest building in the world at the mm-hmm. time and uh you know i just i think at, at this point like i've traveled so much you know these plane rides they just don't excite me as often and uh you know i just looked i look forward to just enjoying every day and i love love what i do on a daily basis you know i'm you know, always so, on a vacation in my eyes sometimes like I, I think back and you know i've been traveling really heavy for 20 years even before the fitness stuff and there's a lot of people that only fly a couple times in their life. You know, I have relatives that have only been on the plane mm-hmm. once or twice. I have relatives that have been having family that's and never I, been on a plane. I'll look, I'll look on my, on my apps and I'm like, I've flown like two and a half million miles in my life. That's a lot. Like, like people that are professional pilots do stuff like that. And you just at some point about, I think once we got locked down, is the first time that I took a break from it. And that was only for, I still traveled throughout, throughout that, but it was the first time I was like, I'm not excited to go to the airport and go somewhere because a lot of times we go places like we're going to Germany. We've been there. How many times Or you go to Dubai? How many times you've been there? Or we go to the UK or you go to these different expos around the world. It's like, we've been there so many times, but when I get a chance to go somewhere, I have never been is when I'll kind of, it'll kind of spark my interest and I'll be like, okay, well, let me look up and see what's there. When, when people are, have their downtime, mm-hmm. I'll grab a backpack and a phone charger and, or like a battery. And I just go by myself. I remember I forgot where I was going and I purposely took an eight hour layover in Belgium and I got off with my backpack and I just went and got in a city bus and I just let it take yeah, me wherever I, I wanted stayed to there. I stayed there for a couple of days. Sometimes you just got to do that. Just yeah. actually, you know where I was going? I was going to San Marino. It was actually the show that uh, Marine turned pro at. So, all right. The next question. If you had $100,000 right now, what would you invest it in? Easy myself. And what? T-shirts, supplements. I mean, I would use definitely some of the branding that I've done. I mean, if I was a general person, I mean, I'd be very cautious. Especially in the climate we're in now. Yeah, I mean interest-bearing account i mean i would do something where it's just you know people usually they think they they had get money and honestly a hundred grand you know it's really hard to say well i'd buy a piece of real estate i'd look in the midwest or whatever where there might be opportunity where it's more affordable i mean being in vegas dude everything's kind of overpriced it's, it's more right expensive now, now and yeah. you know certain regions right if whether in florida i mean all these these places where there's no state income tax that people flock to with the mm-hmm. pandemic and everything i i'm not obviously i'm not like some financial investment guru I've always just believed in some type of hard asset that you can hold, you know? And, and I know when I say this, some people might think it's crazy, but if you don't have it, you don't own it. And you can have an app or a piece of paper that says, you know, 
I got a million dollars in this account. Okay, we'll, set, we'll go take that and do something with it. So I've always been a fan. Well, you're just going to buy right. That's the problem, yeah. right? So if you don't have that that ability to buy yeah. things, you know, definitely. Uh, but I would definitely look for something where you can gather some interest on the money until you can make moves or mm-hmm. or some of it. You know, I wouldn't even just, even now in the climate we're in. I look at something a little bit different than most people. It's not about where I can put it, where I will grow it. Sometimes you play defense and you say, I just want to make sure that it grows with the rate of inflation so I don't lose it Mm -hmm. because the time will come. Let's say right now, and I'm not, again, I'm not no financial expert, but imagine if investing now is is the, the, the bad time, but if you can find a way to play defense and maybe a year from now or two years from now, there'll be a really good time to invest where other people were a little more aggressive and they didn't fare as well and where now you are in the driver's seat where you can. So sometimes... Just playing defense and making sure you don't lose it is more valuable mm-hmm. than than risking it. Um, what do you like and dislike about social media? I love to have the interaction. I love to be able to communicate on a like minute, second to second uh, timeline with my fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to be able to display all the great things, um, but I don't like. Uh, sometimes the fakeness and the um, opportunists that come on to take advantage of people sometimes that, you know, might be fooled by gimmicks mm-hmm. or trends. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think that, you know, if you, you can't be naive with social media and you can't always look at someone's life on there and try to say, oh, I wish I lived that life because everyone has we all wake up the same in the morning. We all have the same kind of issues. Um, obviously some people are considered more successful than others by monetary or material things. Right. Mm -hmm. But so many more people have wealth of life where Mm -hmm. it's enjoyable for them. And like, I can tell you every day we talk about this a lot. Like I'm very motivated when I get up in the morning and, and I feel like I have a platform now to be able to display that and, you know, I don't put as much negative things out there. Like, listen, there's always negative things in my life, but I try to spill over. And there's not a lot of turns now at my age. I mean, I've had twists and turns in my life, but every day is a little more stable, if that makes sense. And I'm very strategic about how I make moves where I know from my wrongs how to do more rights, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really taking big, big risks at 49 years old as far as it, whatever financial or even friendships or relationships. So for me, uh, it's about putting positive things out, but having a following and be able to, like, I feel honored to have people that follow me for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hope I continue to motivate people. Like, I, I know it can be life-changing for a lot of people, whether I go through and I like and I comment on people's stuff on a daily basis. I was doing it last night and trying to, like, give people motivation and just uh, something to look forward to. Yeah, I think, I think I've... Um, the thing I love about social media is I can see things around the world that I might maybe have never known about. You know, sometimes I'll just scroll through, like, some reels, and you'll see different areas of the world that you go, oh, my God, like... Someone just forwarded me a video of, of places in Kazakhstan, and you'd have no idea. Parts of it look like Iceland. Parts look like Saudi Arabia. And I would, I, would have, I would have had no clue if it wasn't for social media showing this to me. You know, so I use it that way. And, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes it's hard watching some of the, the fakeness that's on there or the people that, that try to protract their lifestyle or protract what they have in a certain way. And, 
and I know it's not accurate, and it kind of just, it kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say it hurts your soul, but, but you, so many people. But you know people, what the nice thing is, is, like, you can follow who you want to follow, yeah. and you cannot follow those people. And I always tell people, like, follow those people that are positive in, influence on you and that you respect yeah. and you can relate to. Mm-hmm. And those are the people, you know, when they say, well, I, you know, I get so distracted by social media. Don't, don't put too much out there. Don't, yeah. don't view so many. We love to watch the silly memes, too. Of Let's course. not lie. You know what, though? Did I send you the one with the dirt bike where the kid took off on the yeah, dirt bike yeah, and he, and he crashed? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know, uh, yeah. No, there's, just, there's, there's a lot of... There's a lot of... There's a good and bad, but let's, yeah. let's stay with the positive, you know? Yeah. Um, what jobs did you have before bodybuilding? I was a cook. Were you a pig farmer? Yeah, I was a pig farmer, yeah. <laughs> you still are? Uh, my brother... St- <laughs> actually, my brother doesn't have pigs right now, but... Um, I was a cook. Uh, I worked in heating, air conditioning. I was, uh, I obviously did concrete in my family business, but the golf course was my favorite thing. Yep. And you know what? We're taking you golfing. We're going to film it. I don't know if you're going to be a good golfer. I think in time I could be. I don't think right out of the gate I would be, though. I I think I have to get the swing down because of, I'm actually, my muscles are flexible, but I just think that, I just, it's a lot of technique. I'm watching online. That's one thing you just talked about social media. There's these contraptions now that people, you swing and it's like a cage that goes around the person. Like what the, mm-hmm. that's not how you learned though, right? You just no. took a club and you just went out and. I went and grabbed a club. And, and I'm and so I got disappointed. Some... I never took advantage of it. Well, you should do it now. You have nothing better no, to do. No, we talked about this, but I feel that. I feel it would be very addicting, don't you? Because I think you have to do it over and over to be great at it mm-hmm. and i don't know if i'd ever be great i never would say i was great at i mean, even bodybuilding like i feel i was i did well but it, it, today i don't feel as you great know why as you I used to this be. is why you will not like golf you're not a super patient person and what happens is it's not about me it's about you get on a course and i haven't golfed in 20 years but you get on a course and there's always some jerk in front of you that is awful but they think they're great and they just hold you up, and you watch them. How how how, how far do they space the tee times? Fifteen minutes, fifteen right? minutes or something. Yeah, but imagine yeah. if you get up there and there's four people. Yeah, true. And there's always some guy who thinks he's great, who's completely awful, and has no business being on the course. Well, that could be me at some point. It's going to be you. But if you got two or three people like this in front of you, and they have to hit the ball, and it goes eight feet, and then they hit it again and again and again, it takes them. And let's say it's a a par five. And it's 400 and something yards down, and then they're walking, and they don't have a cart. So you sit there for 20 minutes, and they're hitting the ball, ball, ball. And by the time I know when get, I worked on the course, I used to watch this. Go I on. know. And it's usually somewhat, I don't know, it just. And it was a members-only course, so, of course, like, you brought certain people so they, yeah. the members would get mad at each other. But every day I saw the same people there, and I used to wonder, like. And they because, probably are no good. Because I came, <laughs> no, no, I came from a blue collar, like, where, mm-hmm. okay, everyone works every day. Yeah. It wasn't like California where you go to the gym's packed in the middle of the day. Uh, I was like, oh, wow, this guy must be a big business owner or mm-hmm. successful. And that's how I, I viewed golf as, like, okay, successful people go to the golf course and they have time to do it. I want everyone it, right? to go, so, go to YouTube and search George Carlin Golf. And listen to what he thinks of golfers. Well, I mean, <laughs> as long as we don't have to dress, I think I would be, no, no, you know, no. I'd dress up like this. No, see, that's another thing. I put atomic like. spikes Some in Some places apartment. make you wear like collared shirts. And I'm like, dude, no, I'm not, I'm, I want to be comfortable. If I have to swing something, 
I don't want to be decked out. I want to be in a pair of shorts. I used to golf when I, I lived on a golf course when I was 20 years old. And I would either go shirtless or a tank top and barefoot. And people would get so mad at me because everyone else, I don't care. Like, I'm not here to impress you. I'm not trying to do a business deal. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to go. I would golf by myself just because I, I wanted to do it. So, and I got sun, too. So you probably would be pretty good at it if you just started yeah. doing it again. If I did it, if I did it on a regular. But you don't enjoy it then if you stop doing it, huh? Well, you get, you know, just like anything else in life, you get busy and certain things that, and this could be a negative on me. If I don't see something that's helping me progress in life, I kind of remove it. And going and spending time to golf wasn't like a great enjoyment. I would rather go to the gym. So it's either some people, some people don't like to work out, but they go golf mm -hmm. and that's their thing. And I would rather go to the gym than golf. Mm -hmm. So I just slowly backed away from it. Every once in a while, we'll go to like top golf or something. And, you know, my first couple swings are probably look terrible, especially because of my, I don't have depth perception anymore because of my transplant, in my eye, but four or five swings into it. And I was back to mm -hmm. driving it 300 yards. So, but I, I mean, I wouldn't be great or anything. I would be good enough to at least not embarrass myself, you know, probably at my best. But I think we need to get you, when you golf, we're going to the thrift store and we're going to get you like the 1970s Caddyshack. You're going to have the little ball on the top of your, your little hat. We're going to get it you those. It has a propeller or something. Yeah, no, it? and we're going to get you like the, the plaid top and the mm -hmm. bottoms that are like real tight and they pull up and then we'll get you the little golf the old golf. As long as you get me the Rodney Dangerfield like bag with the radiant with the boom box. And he, stuff he didn't even. It. All he did was push a button and it just. Poof, and it hit it. Oh yeah. yeah, it's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we're my gonna favorite have, favorite movie. That would ever, be a great. That would be a great on the road. Jay Cutler's first golf. It'll go viral. We'll see how many comments we got. We got to get you lessons. Though. There has to be some. I type have five of, lessons already. Where at? Angie bought them for me for my birthday. When did you, why don't you use them? I haven't just got, cause I don't want to embarrass myself that bad. You no, know, I have you, to get the you, courage to go up. Cause when I'm not good at something, it's not. So I need to just go out there. She's actually, she used to golf. So she has clubs at the house. I, but your first time, it has to be documented. We need to, uh, film I'm it. not going to do that. Why not? You know? Cause I don't think that's fair to do. You know, why not? I mean, it's so what do you think anyone's great on the first, uh, the first or first day? I think, I think this is what we need to do. We need comments on the bottom. If you would love Jay to, have his first ever golf lesson filmed comment below if you think we should keep it private put it private and then we will tally them up and whatever one you'll do let's see what they so say. everyone please say you want to see jay so we can embarrass him just imagine the real the first swing and then if you like like fall or something i wouldn't fall but i'd probably pull a muscle or something you know <laughs> okay. any more questions are we nope that's it all right, so guys, we want to thank you guys for following along. Tell us what you think about today's uh, podcast, and we uh, we're working on a couple guests, I think, for we got a couple. We next. got we yeah, got we like few, three actually, or four uh, in the lined in the, up. So lined up. So so we'll keep you guys posted. Uh, so for episode sixty nine, we are out. out.